How are you, guys? Yeah, I'm great, me. Oh, Just fannying around with me. Headphones. I think somebody swapped, swapped my ears when I weren't looking. Uh, it's kind of say it's like I, um, I lost a set of headphones that I listen to when I'm in when I go to sleep. I've a real issue sleeping, so I need I have, I have to listen to stuff. Typically, it's Dad's Army, um, and I lost them the other week, and I got a new set, and it was horrendous. I think these have got two left ears on or something. Because... <laughs> Thank they you don't, one of them don't fit. Generous will not have earphones. Have you got any links to Spoonful of Sweets and SP Well, yeah. Links to their websites are available in the show notes and on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Good evening everybody and welcome to the Housecast, the Law House Cricket Club official podcast. I'm not sure there's any unofficial ones, but I have to put that at the front for our sponsors, etc. Thanks everyone for listening and thanks to the contributions we've had from various spectators and supporters and followers. Everyone's really appreciating the podcast and we're not far off uh, getting to our hundred. I'm sure one of our co-hosts will know exactly how many we're up to. So without more of ado, it's a, you know it's beyond just over halfway through the season. We're just having a little chat through of where we're at, where we're up to, how things are going between uh, the three of us sat here, just having a quiet little pint. So first of all, I'll introduce my lovely little co-host, Joe Martin. How's it going, Joe? Uh, very well, thank you. Jeremy, how are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, we've had a, just talking off air, weren't we, Joe, about how busy things are and just seem to be to be non-stop, and, and you're working as well. What have you been up to? Are you still keeping yourself fit and yeah, working yeah, hard? Yeah, still still running, still working, still coaching. Um, I would say, Jez, there was a, a period of time where it would be very rare that we went a week without speaking. Mm. And I reckon it's been a few now, hasn't it? Yeah, I gave you a call probably two weeks ago. Yeah. I, I can't remember what it was about, but we chatted for about 40 minutes and... <laughs> Put the world to eye. It might have been about the new um, Conservative Prime Minister, but I can't. Oh, God, no. No, we don't. <laughs> oh, we don't no, need we'll to get in. Up. We'll have another catch-up soon, Joe, <laughs> and then uh, hopefully we can, you know, start getting more and more of the podcasts out for the uh, for the listeners. So our other co-host who's on tonight, all the way down from the south coast, Gary Morris. Hey, guys. Evening, guys. You well? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, we've, uh, as we said, we've been quite busy just recently with one thing and another, so we've, we've not had a catch-up uh, much. Gary, you mentioned that the weather's been good down there this last weekend, and, and I think you said something like, well, it has been all over the country, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, something like that. We're still on sort of gas mark about five, five and a bit maybe, so, um, but I noticed, yeah, there were, there were a bit of uh, weather your way um, on Sunday, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real shame, really. I mean, we will go into that for that finals day. We'll we'll ask Joe about it because I didn't go to it. I was over over in Chester at uh, at that car fest thing. I mean, oh, I'm wonderful! A bit of a, a jolly over there. So, but there was a lot of rain certainly Friday, and I think then you got a bit more in in East Lancashire, Joe, on the Saturday and the Sunday. So you'll have lovely to send place, a bit though, Chester, Jess, isn't it? Say again, Joe. It's a lovely place, Chester. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very uh, very tranquil and. 
nice and peaceful in my van. So, I quite yeah, like walking. I like walking the walls. The walls of Chester. Yeah, yeah. where the castle was. Right. And what do you like about it? I just think yeah, I like it. You know, the other people, like medieval people, would have walked. You know, yeah. the same path. All those years and ago. And yet, my little bent legs have done the same. So yeah. So, so tell, tell me, you've been and bought a suit of armor or something. Yeah. <laughs> Dress up as Sir, Sir Joe of um, lots of hair or something, whatever it is. Sir Joe of short leg. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right, well, whilst, we, whilst we're on about the weather, we're going to talk through, listeners, around the the games, the significant games, where we think we're at with these. And, and I think it's quite interesting because we've got Joe's perspective as, as a, you know, the current player in the dressing room knowing a lot more going on than, than Gary and I. I've been to quite a few games. Gaz came up uh, a few weeks ago to, to watch a bit of a washed-out game and, and no doubt watching quite a bit from YouTube. So, Joe, let's just move on, just in general. So, how do you see, you know, we've had the, the podcast at the start of the season, which was very positive and, and very, you know, a really enlightening podcast from yourself and the pro and, and Ben. How do you assess the season so far? You know, bearing in mind we are, you know, we are six in real tight league. How would you assess it up to now? Uh, I would say our season has been close to where we would want to be, but in some cases, just not quite close enough. Um, I think in the league, we've had some fantastic performances, but there's been some games where they've been really tight and they could have swung either way. And on, on those occasions, they, they swung the, the wrong way. In the same way, we've had some tight games that swung our way. But I think if you want to be at the very top of the league, you've got to make those games in your way. Um, in the Cups, we've competed We've competed really well. The semi-final uh, was really disappointing, but we were beaten by a fantastic innings by Kieran Grimshaw. Give a chance. It was fantastic, magnificent innings. Uh, and then we're still in the semi-final of the T20 as well. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens there. Um, but we're playing a good team in, in Crompton. But um, so I'd say, in, sorry, sorry guys. Is, is there anything in that then? That um, uh, uh, is it a bit of rubbish that not that we're a cup side this year or anything? But is it? Are we down to? Are we looking at that consistency? Where on a day in a cup, then you know we're finding that we, we're hitting their form, but we're just not stringing seven, eight wins together in the league to be up there with the Darwin and yeah. Clitheroe. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's a it's a really good point, Gaz. I'm not sure whether I'd say we were we were we were a cup side, although we have done really well in the cups the past few years. Um, I just think I just think in the league it's it's such a good standard and it's really tight that it only takes only takes a few different decisions or um, it takes an innings from from someone else or someone to kick on and you win those you win those tight games. Um, you know, I'm thinking against like Darwin, for example, was a really tight game that we that we should have won really, but we, we just came out on the on the wrong wrong side of that and the and the tie against Rami as well uh, was also uh, close but and, and one that we should have we should have won realistically. Um and I think you but you are right in the kind of inconsistent, you know, we've spoke about it a lot on the podcast that if you want to win the league you need to go on a on a on a run. And we started well we lost a few games in the middle, then we gathered a bit more pace, then we lost, then we lost the, then we lost the momentum a little bit, and we and we started and we started again. We we've won a few 
a few games in a row now, which has been excellent and it's a bit of confidence in the team. So hopefully we can finish as high as possible. I don't know whether we can realistically win the league. Darwin are quite far ahead, 45 points or so. So it's going to be a it'd be a, a tough ask for another five teams to all lose, you know, yeah, all yeah. those games. Um, but you know, we can certainly try and win every game and, and see where we finish. I think I think you're you know you're right. We have said it before about overall the the split in the leagues over the years, and it's, it's got the, all the best teams and the best players at the, at the top, and the standard is is so much higher than it ever was than than, than I can remember. Um, and but you look at the, like the next three games, and you probably mark them down with all due respect to the opposition as as games that you you're going to win. So if you if you can punch those next three games. Then you don't know, do you? Um, you know, no. you you're not going to lose any more ground if you can be, if you can move up two or three spaces and get within a win or a win and a half of um, of the top two. Then it's all to shout for uh, towards the end. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't, I, you know, not for not for one minute are we counting it out until it's sort of mathematically impossible. Um, it's a really good point. Uh, it's a really good point. You know, if we can. You know, if we can win and play well in these next few games, when we have, you know, when we end up playing against, you know, Darwin and Clitheroe and, and those kinds of teams, who knows? Who knows where where it can where it can finish? Stranger things have happened. I think. Yeah, they might not. They I might not admit, have I think about. It. Yeah, but it's you know Gary's points there around the cup, and you know we've never been anti-side really. You know, no. I've never seen that, but I do think the way that the, the league is made up now. And players progress, whereas, you know, years ago, a good player was a good player for, for 10 years and constant, consistently got either six, 700 runs or 40, 50, 60 wickets. Whereas now you've got young players coming through and they're hitting the straps quickly, the, you know, the training, the, the coaching they've had. You know, the younger players are all of a sudden coming to the fore and, and, and doing really quite well. I've got a question I'm, for you, Jez. Sorry. With the... With the standard of the cricket now, obviously you got you guys played against some fantastic cricketers. Yeah. Um, but with the with the standard that we play at now, and the um, what word is it, and the intensity that we play at, the amount of cricket that we play at, you know, you had a, you had a, a long illustrious career, Jez, as did you, Gary. Do you think that the standard that we play at will shorten people cricketing because of the? Um, because of the kind of, yeah, I think the intensity is that they play at now. I don't know. Um, I think it's completely different. Mm. You know, I, whether, well, you know, you, you're almost saying the intensity and the pressure and the mental side might stop players playing. I'm not sure you will ever see another Blez or Keith Roscoe or these players that can continually play, you know, game after, you know, season after season. I don't know what you think, Gaz, but it's, Back, and again, back in our day, Joe, you've got to understand, we were very much, um, if at best, a middle of the middle of the table side, at, at the very best. So we weren't under the pressure that, that you lot are under now or that those top sides are under. I don't know what you think, Gary. I, I do think it's harder now for these players. But, you know, I, I will finish it off by saying I, I think a lot of them are softies. Um, I, th- I think you're right, Jason. I think it is def- different. I'd, I'd throw into there that um, if their say peak of their careers are are condensed into a, a shorter span because of the intensity or, or um, what, what, whatever you want to want to throw about that, I'd also add into that that possibly the 
good amateurs actually get other opportunities now that they wouldn't have done um, previously. So whether that's proing in another league, whether that's, I don't know, paid amateur, whatever it might be, um, or opportunities at a county level or second, you know, that that's getting exposure to that. Um, you, you're, there's, there's people who are looking to progress, not just play local cricket uh, or play local cricket with lower ice, which, you know, back in the day, there was a lot of that, you know, we were just happy to be, you know, honoured mm. and happy to be playing first 11 cricket in the Lancashire League and, and nothing much more, really. Um, just is spot on, you, you know, we're going to see thousand or however um, many thousand wickets Roscoe's got. Um, God, you know, that'll be a long time coming, I think. But you might see somebody getting seven or 8,000 runs in a, in a very quick time. Mm. But if but that type of player then could be, you know, saying, well, what else is it to do playing in the in the Lancashire League? You know, I'll go and try myself in the Yorkshire Leagues or, you know, get noticed. You know, I've got a second level contract with Derbyshire or somebody. Um, yeah. So... So uh, yeah, I think I think it's it has changed. Jez has bob on, um, and, and, and probably for the better. You know, you can't hang on to those sort of um, um, you know as, as good as those memories were. The, the game had to move forward. The leagues had to move forward, um, and um, and it's probably better all round the standard. And look at you know look at the kids coming through. You know mm-hmm. that just that's just testament to it to to everything we've said there. Yeah, yeah, it is, and and also. It, you know, it's worth adding now when you look at the other clubs that are around. You know, it is there's still that community there that, that was there when you know Bethany and Grace were there, and Adam and and Amy as real young kids. There's still that community spirit there and all that togetherness. But it, it's it's spreading even more in as much as you know the the top sides. You know, we'll have hundred kids at every training session. You know, the girls section, the ladies section. You know, you look at Ramsbottom. You look at our you know, girls that play for our sides, you know, they're making such progress, you know, and going in the right direction. It, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, Joe, and, and I'll throw it back at you. You know, I know, you know, you, you're, you're closing in on a lot of records for not missing any games, but do you think you'll be playing as long as Higgy played? Um, it's, a good, it's a very good question. You see, I'd always like to think that I, that I would. I don't think I'd be able to play all the formats. I think playing all the formats is starting to take its toll, actually. Mm. Playing, you know, league playing league cricket, which is I absolutely love playing, but playing T Twenty cricket and Worsley Cup cricket and in the Lancashire Cup when mm. uh, when you know when if you if you get in it, um, I honestly I honestly don't know I don't mm. know I think I, I think I benefit from the fact that I'm I'm very single and that's and that's my <laughs> choice it's by, cho- by choice and it's usually theirs, um, yeah. so you know I think that's the I think yeah. that's one of the things, but I don't know. I don't think I, yeah, it's very difficult. I think when I speak to other, other, other people now, you know, Icky would have played well into his forties, I would imagine. And yeah. um, when I speak to cricketers playing now, yeah, I, I don't think they envisage playing that long. No, and I suppose the stress, and not stress, as in, you know, that you know, the the mental side of it comes in all different formats. But you know, I'm watching, and I know you're not a big big lover of the T20, Joe. Um, and I never was, you know, when you first came in when, you know, when I was finishing and it was just Mickey Mouse wasn't interested, but I'd play because, you know, they wanted me to and, you know, they'll probably no one to take my place. But now you're going out there and if you're not overly switched on, you know, you're letting, sort of, you know, up to a thousand spectators down or, or more. Yeah, agreed. Come on to watch this and, you know, you drop a catch, you know, a simple catch and you're going to take some flat for it or, yeah. you know, you, 
you only need three to win off the last two overs and you end up getting up. You know, it's there is that added pressure there that I, I guess was never really on us. So let's but see. I, let's I guess it depends on on what you see that kind of that kind of cricket as, I think. You know, if if it's one of your you know, as a cricket club, you know, we want to win everything. Um, but I wonder whether there is a point to be put forward that you can use the 2020 to give young cricketers exposure to playing in front of crowds and first team cricket and playing against pros as a as a as a developmental mean. Definitely, you know, there's no relegation or anything like that. Definitely. So I wonder whether there's that kind of point. No, I do, and I think you know, for a player. You know, you look at Jack Sim, you know, mm. what a great cricketer and a great club man he is. He's just not breaking to the first team. But he looked a complete player in the first team, in the T20s. He's a great fielder. You know, he doesn't appear to have any fear. So I'm sure that will help, mm. you know, those people develop. And Henry, you know, crack experience that he got on his belt now. Yeah. For, from playing in that. He's been fantastic. Um, can we just go back? Can we just go back to the Randy game? Yeah. And please, uh, Joe, just for the spectators, let's just have a little chat through that. The semi-final at Ramsbottom. I think, you know, if Ladbrokes were running a, a book, I think we would have been slight favourites mm. looking at, you know, league positions and, all right, we only just beat them in early on in the season. 209 um, batting first. What were your thoughts about, uh, about that, Joe? What were the team's thoughts? It was certainly competitive, okay. but a little below par. Right. Um, we would have liked to get 220, 230 uh, oh. on what was a slow but all right wicket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we had some very unfortunate um, moments in the, ma- in the match, uh, in the in our batting innings. Um, but we got off to a very good start. Um, uh, Paz and I were built a little partnership. Charlie and Dean batted fantastically well. Yeah, um, they did. Yeah, they did. It was magnificent. Um, yeah. Really, really fantastic. Uh, but we just couldn't quite accelerate how we wanted yeah. because of the wickets that we'd that we'd lost. Um, and you know they and they battered well. It's one of those yeah. games where you say, "Fair enough, well played." Yeah, I, I, it was joy. Much as you, know, you got those starts, you, you pushed on, and then you're thinking, "Crack! If we can get to one sixty, uh, that'll be a good score." Then. You know, you and 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 Stephen have put that partnership on there, right? We're stabilising a little bit, and I like that ethos that Ben has has drilled into you all about take the game long, let me mm. give out give ourselves a chance for as long as we can, and then Charlie and Dean, you know, look like crikey, we could get two two twenty here, two maybe two 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 five, and then there's a, the unfortunate run out, and then Charlie gets out, and then it's back to one eighty. But I thought Tom and Bles did well at the end. Fantastic, yeah, magnificent. Over that 200 and, and to get it there. But as it turns out, we'll go straight on to their innings. And, you know, you've got the early wicket, you've got a couple of wickets early, and, and then Grimshaw's come in. And did he look in fantastic form from the start? Because by all accounts, and fair play to the Law House fans and the Law House players, you know, everyone to a, to a man and woman have said that it was, you know, a real top, one of the best innings people oh. have seen in, in such circumstances. Did he ever look in any in any trouble at all? No. no. Never looked in any trouble. Didn't look like giving a chance. Uh, was completely measured. It was, the innings was timed to perfection, I would say. Um, it was, uh, it was a, a fantastic, a fantastic innings. And, yeah. you know, 
it wasn't, it, and it was one of those games where we didn't, where it wasn't like, well, you know, if we'd have caught that catch there, if we'd have made that stop, if we'd have got that run out or whatever, it didn't give a chance. Yeah. yeah. Didn't give a chance. Yeah. You know, so cap off, you know. Oh, cap- fantastic. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it happens. None of the bowlers have gone around the park or anything, you know. So, so good luck in the Worsley Cup final. Um, Very much so. Very much. Can we just talk about Sunday then, please, Joe? Just give the the listeners the build up to the the finals day. What an achievement you guys getting there, beating Todd in that quarter final, and then what was what was the week before like on the build up to it? It's been does Ben train you lads any differently on the build-up and what was it like on the morning? Uh, no, there was no, there was nothing different in our preparation and I think that was mainly because we, um, uh, mainly because it was 40 degrees on Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, and then when we trained on, on Thursday, we still had bits to do. We had a big game on Saturday um, against Haslindon that needed to be, uh, that needed to be played. Uh, I was playing in the MCC on Friday. That also got rained off. Um, so I think preparation was normal. Uh, a few of the a few of the players went for breakfast on Sunday morning. Uh, the weather was actually okay, uh, but they went they went for breakfast, um, and then we got over there and there was some sort of light drizzle, uh, and they played through as it got heavier, and then we started we started the game. And, it, and they got off to a very, you know, they got off to a great start, you know. So just just, just rewind a touch there, Joe. Oh, sorry. Clitheroe so and Rochdale were in the first semi-final. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so you did you watch much of that? It looked like it uh, It was quite a comfortable a comfortable win from Clitheroe. Yeah, I'd say we watched about seven overs, yeah. maybe. Uh, yeah, Clitheroe were looking very comfortable. They batted, they batted well. Yeah. Clitheroe was looking like he was batting well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that looked relatively comfortable. Um, it was a bit. It was all a bit odd, really, because we 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 got there and we you know we were watching, uh, and then we went to get changed because it was raining. They came off for rain, uh, and it got to about ten to ten to one. It stopped raining, and we went out. It might have even been one o'clock. So we went out, and I went to ask the umpires what time was we were starting, and they said yes, we're going to start at ten past one. Uh, uh, okay, but and I was like, well, we can't. We're not even going to warm up or anything like that. No, we don't have time because we start losing all of us from one o'clock. And it was bizarre. Right. <laughs> it was really odd. No one had a clue what was going on. Right. Um, so so I think, I don't know whether we won or lost the toss. Uh, and they battered, they battered first and they got off to a really, really good start. Really good start. But it was poor. It was, again, it was boring down. Yeah. It was so wet. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm all for playing cricket. Played quite a few games. Few games now, um, and uh, but it was it was just so wet you couldn't hold the ball. It's tough to hold that pink ball in the, in the yeah. dry. Never mind when it's leathering it down. Um, and then it, we honestly never looked like we were going to get back on. Um, so oh, when it's such things. a game, what sort of was the massive crowds there? Uh, I wouldn't say massive, but there was a good. There was certainly a good um, uh, spread of fans from you know across the different clubs and. Uh, you know, even clubs that weren't in the final, there were some players there. There were, you know, it was yeah. it, it was good. There was, you know, there were lots of there was lots of people there. There, there was music and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, it was. It looked like it was. Yeah. It, it, the way I would describe it, it looked like a like a, a summer fair in England, and that was mainly because it was raining. But yet, people were still stood outside in the pouring rain. <laughs> 
and you know we will have fun in this wet weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. I think did I think we took did we take two or three coaches? I think so. Yeah, I think there were fifty or sixty fans on the coach that came over, um, yeah. which is great, which is fantastic. And then obviously you've got people that come on the coach. So I'd say there was, yeah. you know, you know, a hundred or so lower house fans that came to yeah. that came to watch. So that was good. Well, fingers crossed. I the replay date is um, is it the August bank holiday weekend? Yeah, I think so. Twenty ninth. Yeah, yeah, twenty ninth. So fingers crossed. And that I'm assuming then that would be the the second semi final and the final played on yeah. the same day. I think so. Rochdale. So you know the, the spectators get yourself over there. Let's hope it's a nice. I don't sunny think day. it's at Rochdale though. All right. Yeah, I don't think it is. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I think the legal right. make a decision on that. But Check out I, don't, the website. I don't know. Yeah. Check out the websites. I mean, you you think back, Gary? Did you play in any of the T20 games in the early days? No, no, I think I'd I, I long finished. I think the first, was it the first or second season we got to the, or whenever we got to the final in 2005, I think, or six, and um, Aslinden, I think that's um, um, that's the the, the, more, the closest I got to uh, yeah. uh, to any glory in that. Yeah, yeah, never really, well, certainly my cup of tea, you know, that, we played before then, it come and held a T20 tournament, the floodlights. 2020, yeah. 2020, yeah. yeah. That's right, and I played in that which but it, it must be great to, you know to get all the fans there. And it's good for the clubs, it's good for oh, the yeah. players, you know, it always seems to be playing second fiddle to their welfare and everything, but it does bring in and you can't you can't help but smile when you see all the, the spectators on a Friday night. Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean the the way that the club organised our T twenty nights is yeah. is it's genuinely fantastic, really, yeah. really excellent. Um, and you know that's the and that and that's the and that's the idea. It's to is to get people coming and and you know they're watching the games and then hopefully those people that come on a T Twenty night will think, Do you know, what? this is this is all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and watch on a Sunday. Um, you know, we still yeah. get still get yeah a good following. You know, which is which is yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. I think our T20s as well, because there's, there's all sorts going on with the mm. entertainment after the game. And, and I think the big rivalry that's going on at the moment, which still is not bottomed, is who's the best DJ, DJ Dooch or DJ Ginge. I think it's still going on that, isn't it? Well, I think when I, that weekend I were up, I think we were playing Todd uh, at home on the, um, in the T20. Was it Tommy Dean? I think it was. Um, and, um, and Matt was... Uh, DJ Ginge was still sitting in for the uh, the Italian stallion who was laid up, yeah. and um, yeah. and I and, and I felt a little under, little underwhelmed. I've got to be honest. I'd driven three hundred miles and um, <laughs> to be treated to the Spice Girls and um, yeah. you know one or two other, yeah some other nineties stuff that was obviously stuck in uh, in his mind. Yeah, yeah, that was Matt's favourites when he was when he was really young. Carly <laughs> Minogue, he had a poster yeah. on his bed. Wall and Nicky coloured one of her teeth in, and he cried for a week. Well, he took our kids to bloody steps, uh, um, S Club ah. Seven, didn't he? Just the excuse that he could watch them. All, all kids want to go, seven year olds and ten year olds want to go, so I'll take them. Yeah, yeah. He left yeah. them at back with some coke, some Coca Cola and popcorn, and he's down at front in, in that mosh pit. Oh, brilliant! Right, thanks, Joe. Thanks ever so much for the update on Dennis. You, you've you've touched on the league. You know, it is, a, it is a long shot that uh, I think, yeah, 45 points ahead, Darwin. 
they're a good side. You can't take it away from them. Yeah. You know, they've got some, you know, some good quality, experienced amateurs. And, you know, Clitheroe Nord and chasing them, you know, they're, they're good sides as well. Is there any surprises this year within the, the league of underperforming or overperforming from any of the clubs or players? I don't think so. Thank you. So we, what about... We've, we've been on uh, wrong end of a couple of, of, of decent individual score, haven't we? You mentioned Kim mm. Grimshaw and, and thing, and um, um, Gail, who's 140. Oh, yeah, Walsh, you know. My I mean, crimes. He I hit mean, some of the biggest sixes I've ever yeah, 114 seen. balls or something, you know, an amateur again, 141. I mean, that's, you know, that you'd, you'd, in back in the day, you'd probably say, oh, they were playing at Rottenstall or something, but, you know, that sounded like a good knock. It was. It was again. Again, it was brilliant. Had a hell of a day out. Um, and honestly, Wolston's not a big ground by any stretch. But these sixes would have been sixes anywhere. They yeah. were massive. They were massive. There's there's a set of houses that are that are back from the ground. Yeah. Where, you know, I'd say probably I don't know twenty thirty foot garden in in those maybe a little bit shorter. Uh, but around that size. And they were going over the houses, these sixes, <laughs> going over the houses. And one of them hit the houses at the back, like halfway, <laughs> halfway up. Yeah. They were massive. Yeah. They were massive. Um, yeah, it was one of those. And we'd had a great start. You know, they were 80 for six and they ended up getting 250. Yeah. <laughs> and was it just brute, sheer brute effort or was there some quality no, shots? There were no, um, some of them, you know, uh, you know, hits across the line, but it's a, a completely leg- legitimate shot. But those straight yeah, sixes were not trying to overhit or anything that I think that some amateurs um, can fall into the trap of. I think, you know, if you're going to try and hit a six, you try and hit it as hard as you possibly yeah. can. Whereas he was just timing these balls and they were going. And it was, it, it was, I mean, I watched for the last probably 10 overs, no ball came to me <laughs> from behind the stones. <laughs> Except for when they kept chucking it back. Yeah. We're chucking another ball in from the balcony. Yeah, we need another yeah. one. Yeah, no, it is, and you know the, the significant knocks that you know both of those and, and from amateurs. So would that you know that suggest that we've got some weaknesses that we didn't think we had? You know, Tom Walker's come through. Paddy's you know Paddy's developing even more into a fantastic all-round cricketer, a good league cricketer. Um, but with not many players. You know, in the top twenty averages of batting and all bowling, Joe. I don't know. We're putting you on the spot, but is, is have you any re? Look, I'm asking you a close question again because you'll just say no. What's your thoughts about that? So, actually, I think it exemplifies how well we've done this year. So, the fact that nobody is what you would describe as a standout performer who's taking fifty wickets or somebody who's already got six or seven hundred runs, I think sort of typifies our team in that we're doing we're doing well in the league. Yeah. And and there's lots of good performances going on with everybody supporting the team. So I would say it's not about sort of one individual. It's a kind of collective unit that's doing well. Um Paddy's Paddy's bowling well, you know, it's 30 wickets I think now or you know something like that. Uh, ben and Francois have batted well and and Dean Barlow's batted well and Charlie's batted well and people are everybody's sort of chipping in without really um you know pulling pulling away and, and, and getting to you know 800 runs or you know 600 runs or somebody taking 50 wickets as I say yeah um so I think that that's actually impressive well yeah I agree with you to a certain to a certain extent but but you know do you not need that extra do you not need that 
one or one or two batter yeah. or bowler that's that's got that wow factor? Yeah, I, I don't I I don't disagree. Um, I think if we had if one of the players that were, that was playing, you know, myself included, I think actually as, as well, you know, if we could, you know, score, you know, score those big hundreds that others that others get, we would be closer to the top of the league. Or, you know, I think, or you know, if somebody was, you know, taking, you know, lots of, you know, really pulling away because we bowled and battered really well this year. You know, even in games where we've lost, yeah, we've done we've done really well. The bonus points, you know, show that. And we bowled, and we bowled lots of teams out this year as well. Um, you know, would it would it make a difference if someone had taken fifty wickets, or if someone had scored five hundred runs already, or six hundred runs? Uh, yes, but that's not the team we've got. No, no, no. I guess not. Sorry, Gary, I interrupted you. Were you? I was just, I was just going to throw into the mix. Then, um, you know, in terms of Steve Parry's um, um, season, and, and how that's panning out. Um, you know, he's, I think, I haven't got all the stats in front of me, but, um, you know, I think in the last few weeks, he's, he's um, his own contribution, I don't know how he feels about it. You know, I heard, you know, obviously we did that podcast where he, he sort of talked about, you know, what, him contributing and the team winning and his views on that. Um, what What's, you know, his, his, his batting performances, I think, is fair to say have improved. Now, is that, is that down to... You know, conditions lately, tracks being better or anything like that, Joe? Or is, is, it, is it just working harder in the nets? Or is it just a, a run of form that, you know, players generally find themselves in every now and again? And, and, and the same question, I really, again, again, on his bowling, you're in prime position um, behind the stumps to see, you know, is flight better? Is his line better? Is his pace better? Uh, it's a really good, really good question, Gaz. I think I'll start by I think I'll start by saying I think he alluded to it in his in the podcast actually. He I don't think I've ever met anybody that genuinely doesn't care as much how he does, providing the team does well. It's it's really remarkable. It genuinely is. Um his bowling has always been excellent, always fantastic. He's very accurate, he takes wickets, he gets big players out, he gets pros out, which is what you which is what you want. He was out for a long a big portion of the season at the start and that always impacts somebody's batting um but i think in the last few weeks we've certainly seen um you know how good a battery is and we and and, and we as players sort of know that that you know how how good a player he is um and is he fully recovered now from yeah. that injury joe is he's he's 100 yeah definitely um i i think i think with any player when you when you have an injury for that length of time I think you probably still feel it every now and again but as far as he's aware he's and he's been and he's been he's been fantastic in the field as well if you watch those three those three games um uh, the other week I think he did more miles than Paula Radcliffe running around and, yeah. and like diving and, and stuff as long um, as he didn't was... take the same way breaks <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that goes yeah. very well. Anyway, um, no. yeah. I mean, what you say there, Joe, we can we can see from the side as well, Joe. You know the commitment, and you're right. You know he, he wants to bowl when it's tough. He wants mm. to, you know, he will he will bowl at an end that isn't really suited to him. Which is, you know, of all the great pros we've had, that they are few and far between, and, and rightly so. You know, they are the people that 
the gate or you know to you know to the win your games etc um you know so his commitment is goes without saying and that 90 odd you know apparently you know it wasn't i didn't see it but it was a great knock um, fantastic what's your, really fantastic yeah. so joe what you know steven's got he's got quite a few interests outside the law house as well you know he obviously always has had the, the amount of games he played at Langs and but from what I'm reading, I'm seeing a great deal of it. He's, he's making some great, great movements, you know, within the ladies' game. Does he talk much about that, and is he enjoying it a lot? Yeah, he he loves his coaching. Always on hand for advice, and you know, when you've played at the the level he has and where he's played, you know, played for England, played in the Big Bash, and you know, tapping into that um, kind of experience is so valuable to anybody that. That, that asks him um, and it's a very and he's a very very good coach so I, I, I wouldn't you know I don't think that there's a, a situation where he, you know, sort of coaching would reduce it I think that it'll keep getting better and better he's a really fantastic he's a really really great coach really excellent communicator with people that's actually one of the things that I think that people probably don't see yeah. as, as spectators you know how good a communicator is within the team you know and bringing people together and bring, putting ideas and, and that kind of thing is magnificent, yeah. really fantastic. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, the, from what you read and what you see, he's very well thought of within the, you know, certainly the Lanks, the, the Lanks ladies teams and girls teams that are there that he's helping out. And that, you know, he's, he's not getting any younger. That's got to affect, you know, he's got to think of his future career within sort of arena no doubt he's got some sort of a, a, a path ready made for it so let's see let's see how he goes and fingers crossed for the last you know the last half a dozen or so games that he can uh, continue this form you know and get himself five or six hundred runs or, or 50 or 60 wickets so uh, so thanks for your input around that Joe Gary anything else about the pro the first team before we have a little look at the seconds um no, I think just to finish off on the pro, I mean, again, this is from one game when I was up um, against Clitheroe on the, on the Tide game and, and missed most of the first inning. So um, didn't see a scrape to 110s or whatever we got. Um, but uh, enthralled with the second inning um, and, and everybody pitched in. And, you know, from 40-odd for none, Clitheroe chasing, you know, not so many. And you've got a few of the cranks walking around, we're oh, 50 short, we're 50 short, you know. They've given up already, you know. And then, of course, you, you Paddy and, and Paz come on and, and really do the num- do a number. Um, and it were only because, you know, a couple of decent biffs from a tail ender towards the end, um, boundaries, so, so just took it away from, a, you know, winners of grasp. But that last, that catch of Paddy's, that caught and bowl uh, to win the game. I mean, you know, oh, to, to tie the game. Okay. Um, it was great, but but yeah, I mean, I think it's on pride. Just it was just picking up on, and and and, the, and people are quick, aren't they? When you know things aren't going right, and and it sounded like you know the prod split got a, a split opinions with with a, a few groups of supporters, and there were quite a bit of debate. You know, just the similar conversations we're having about you know the batting, the bowling, the contribution, the makeup of the side, um, you know, re-signing, etc. So I don't think you know I was discussing it on here. I don't think he's anything out of the norm it's typically this time of year at all clubs up and down the league these sort of conversations will be being had for, for next year won't this uh, let's all yeah. be you know um, we all uh, all, the, all the guys can uh, can lift you know a, a few more percent to a, and, and, and bring some silverware towards the, towards the end of the season 
Yeah, it, it really has. Yeah, and you know, no matter what happens with Stephen, you know, he's you know he's been fantastic for us, and you know, coming on the podcast, he's always been great. I know the players, you know, like him, and no matter who we've had, we know Gary. They went pros. We played with. They divide clubs, but it's such a great conversation starter. No matter which side you're on, you could, could go from one extreme, like Matthew Mott or, or Ryan Harris, who no one had a bad word for them, down to Corey. They, they bring conversations to to you know audiences like this, and 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 that's that's the good you know the good side of having a professional within the league. Yeah, and I think that uh, George just one before. Go on, guys. Sorry. Sorry, just that last, just finish off on yeah. the first thing then. I think I think probably the committee have got a, a quite going to end up having a quite a serious discussion. I mean, obviously, I don't know Stephen's intentions about him wanting to resign or, or what his outside interests are for his coaching in the in the hundred and in other uh, ladies franchises or, or county setup, etc. But I would imagine let's let's assume we are looking for a, a new you know let's go down that route. We are looking for professional this year. Looking at the make of the side. Does that then lend itself to more of a batting professional, you know, given how, how, how good our amateur bowling has been? And, and you can argue that Stevens encouraged that because if he's tying down one end, just like you used to, you know, and then the other, the other, the other amateurs can 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 feed off that. So there's always there's always pros and cons for that. Um, yeah. But I would I would imagine that's going to be quite a, you know, obviously if, if the committee wants him and, and he and he resigns, then fantastic, you know, it's job done and we can look forward to next season. But if not, then it'd be interesting to see which way, um, you know, they think of, they think of going. Whether a bowling professional who can bat or around, or, or whether it's uh, more of a batting professional. And like you know, Joe was alluding to, you, you take games away from 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 the opposite. I mean, that's on that side of it. So anyway, but that's that's just my view. Yeah, yeah, no, I, no, I, I agree, and they are, and that's they're the good good discussions to be had in these committees where you are discussing various. Players, which you know, which we've all been there. Just one final point, Joe. On the, I have noticed our batting order is quite. Um, it's not Fluid. very stable. Fluid. Not very consistent. Is is there a reason behind that? You know, I've not asked Ben, and and I wouldn't mind asking him. I'm just, I just wonder if there's yeah, a yeah. rationale. So I think, you know, one of the things that and and there are, and there are always two sides, two sides to this, um, but. You know the you know argument or comment that we made earlier about the fact that nobody was running away with um, or scored you know on a mass of runs or or whatever else. I think we I think the changes are we were trying to find something that fits in a um, in the batting order uh, to make sure that we were scoring the amount of runs that we that we wanted that we wanted to. Uh, and I think that we uh, are. And the other, and the other thing is that this is probably the first year where we have had people coming in and out of the side because of availability, because of work and, and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, I think it's just trying to yeah. find the right balance in the team uh, to find something that works to make sure that we that we're in in, in games for as long as possible. Looks like he's built is is building yeah. his la- batting lineup around you now, Joe, because you're the only one who's stayed in that. You find a home for yourself. In that new position of uh, Chris Tavare sort of slot, and, then we, um... <laughs> and yet he was more exciting. That's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> when uh, when we go a couple down early doors, and we you know somebody to stable steady the ship sort of thing, and that's uh, that's allowed the Charlie's Dean uh, 
um, you know, and everybody else to pile in, pars and, and stuff. And you've had a few, you know, you've, um, I think you've done a, a real good job there in that slot that you've had for the last few games. That's very kind. Thanks. I've done my best, you know. So you can ask. The uh, upper echelons will decide whether it's good I like enough. Your, I like your pronunci- pronunciation of that, Gary. Yeah. Christopher. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Very cultured. Um, Joe, let's move on to we we just for for the listeners. We invited the second team captain to come on, but he's working late. And then we invited DJ, more experienced. Yeah, he's practicing his DJing. We invited one of the more experienced second eleven players to come on, uh, but he got continuous abuse about the lack of runs he's got and how he's never available. And and Agus were more interested. Uh, a aggress in some European sunny climate. So, supposed to just try and talk through the second eleven and how they've progressed. If you don't mind, Joe, I'd like to just give you know I've, I've only watched games of the, but just to give you you know my assessment. A tough league. I think it's fair to say that the first division of the junior t- table is a tough league. You know they were in the second division last year, got promoted, but with a lot of young players and, you know, I, I think it's fair to say only just promoted, but, it, you know, it appears to me that they're really holding their own. They're not going to get relegated. They're not going to win the league. They're probably similar to the second, uh, the first, first 11. But I've got to say, Joe, I'm not sure that some of the 16, 17, 18 year olds have progressed as we would anticipate. Is that short summary accurate in, as far as your view goes? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think they would probably agree uh, with that assessment too. Um, yes, I think that they are potentially suffering from something similar to the first team, potentially where a few people getting some scores. But I think the difference in the second team, and certainly when when I played in the second team, was I always saw that as a chance. I always saw it as developmental cricket to make me a yeah. better player. But I always saw it as a chance to be able to try and bat for a long period of time. Uh, and, you know, the bowlers the same. They could bowl a set of overs. They could work on their lengths and not in a kind of training game kind of scenario or whatever. Um, yeah. But I think that when I look back at the stats from all the players, I think they find sort of finding ways to get out, you know, that happens. And you know it might do, it's it might be one of those seasons where it's a bit of a blip, and you know next year they come too. Um, but I think for some of the 16, 17 year olds, I think that they potentially need to um, sort of have a think about where they want to go with their cricket. If they want to, okay. if they want to play um, and play with the play with the mates, you know, in the in the second team, um, enjoy themselves. I'm not saying they can't enjoy themselves if they want to get into the first team. But if they want to, you know, play socially, you know, that's that's absolutely fine. That's that's what some that's what cricket clubs are, are built on 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 players that um, you know don't necessarily want to play in the first team, but you know they can they certainly help progress players through to the first team and play in the and play in the second. Um, so I think for some of those 16, 17 year olds, I think there's just been a, a lack of in the performance in the same way of the first team. I wouldn't expect you to name names, Joe, but um, in terms of Pathway players or APP and and, and non uh, pathway player is there are they all in that same bracket? In, obviously, in a in a wider sense, they are of course. But 
but is there a difference there in the attitude? Is there is there some that are more focused on 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 that, or is there some that think, oh, I'm on the pathway, I'm okay, I'm going to make it, I'm going to, you know, I'm yeah. guaranteed to get in that first team sooner than later, and, and maybe they're just overconfident or what? Yeah, I don't think there is. Um, I don't think there's a difference. I think it's more of a kind of general general point. Um, you know, two two players that have come into the first team this year. You know, Henry who's done fantastically well. Um, he's done brilliantly. He's fielded well and he's battered well. And you know, I think in the last few games, in the or in the next set of games, and also through the winter, I think his bowling will really progress as well, and he'll and he'll get a chance to and he'll get a chance to bowl um, to bowls excellent left arm spin. And it's uh, you know it's and Jezel and Jezel not Gary. I don't know much about your bowling, um, but underbowled. But you've got to work at it, haven't you? That's the thing with, with bowling, I think. Um, and Tom York Robinson, who's recently come into the first team but played in the T20s, have been really unlucky with injuries. Um, you know, they've done really well and they, you know, train really hard and they practice hard, uh, as do, you know, the, a lot of players in the, in, in the club. And in the second team as well, some players that aren't on the pathway have, 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 done, have done really well. One, one new player we've got, Shawcat. Um, Shawcat Alley, he bowls left arm leg spin and and bats well, and he's recently come into the first, into the second team, uh, and he's done brilliantly in the third and, and fourth team as well. He, he's been fantastic. Um, so it, I think it's just a sort of general point. It's not sort of picking out or, yeah. or picking on anybody. And, and you'll know from when you were captain, when you were captain Gaz, there's a you know a multitude of. Of, of players that that come through and and some some get into the first team and and some don't some want to play in the first team and some have no real interest and that's fine that's absolutely yeah. fine um, yeah and people do develop Joe differently you know you'd be yeah. surprised Tom York Robinson burst on the scene two three years ago getting hundreds for fun in you know in in in, in schoolboy cricket you know he's he's playing for Lancashire you know he's, he's still mm. at the county setup now. But people catch up. People yeah, of course. develop and and they, they find you know different things that either motivate them more to play better cricket or less. You know, but you look at you know, and I still maintain I do think we've been quite unlucky with injuries and with mm. work, which obviously affects whether it's a first team or second team, but affects both. Yeah. And you look at you know Jackson, Tommy O. Robinson, Joel Sharp, George Durkin, Henry, and then when you add on the few occasions when they've all played, Matt Bles and Finchie and in the seconds, and you know, and then Kiro and you know, Young Bissell and Tom Olstead and and Aggers, you know, you know Aggers is a fantastic cricketer. Well, he, but he just hasn't got any runs this year, has he? I don't know, I don't understand. He certainly contributes. Yeah, no, I'm only tricking. It was, it was <laughs> um, Matt Stanley that was giving him some stick, but yeah, when we've got a full first team and a full second team, you know, we've got to be proud of that. And oh, yeah, you know, good on you know, good on Matt for sticking out the keeping them together and. And trying to instill that lower house mentality, yeah. which you know you've got to really enjoy your cricket. But I've said on also, lots of you know, occasions, it's really that you win and you mm, don't put up. I've said on lots of occasions how how you know much I think of Matt um, because he's done such a fantastic job. I think he might be top of the bowling actually. Now I think about it, or certainly certainly you know well up there. Um, yeah, uh, which you know shows that he he also still contributes to the. You know, it's not just it's not just somewhere to look. You know, someone to look after um, the the players that we're bringing through. You know, he, he he you know properly contributes to the team, and 
and is is a, an example for those players of you know if you if you bowl in a in a in a certain area and you have a plan you know and you execute that plan well that's how you become a, a good cricketer that's how you develop as a cricketer um so you know that's so commendable i think and um and he's, and again he's and i think he's doing a, a fantastic job um which is yeah. you know which is brilliant he was so disappointed after the uh, junior cup at semi final. I mean, I messaged him briefly, and and um, um, and yeah, I mean, he was gutted for the for the obviously the kids who who, who got them there, and um, and they, yeah. that they wouldn't have this season a chance to just experience a finals day. Um, yeah. And I watched; it was obviously streamed, and I was watching the whole game against uh, Rami and side by side with the other sort of like yeah, a, a right good afternoon yeah. that, but. Um, you know, and, and again, just it could have been Finch who turned it for that game, but it, you know, yeah. Russ Wall, Russ Wallie for for a great Harwood just comes in and, yeah. and gets forty yard, and, and and at the end of the day, you know, makes makes all the difference, and uh, um, you know, and that bit, that'll have done the great Harwood. You know, if I don't know if they had a particularly young side, but but you know, sometimes when they see how that's done in those situations, but they and they won't know it, but they'll have learned so much themselves with the Lower Ice team just from. From they'd rather have won, of course we would have all rather they won. But you know that's a massive experience for they'll take forward that they won't want to feel the same way again on a semi-final uh, and that they felt last time. Make up, make up for it next time round. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it's so true that Gary is what they won't realise what they've what they've learned yeah. until in five years' time when they think, "Crikey, why have I done that?" Or ten years' time, and it's because you you progress through it, uh, you know, from there. So. Um, so, no, that's fantastic. Uh, thanks very much, you two guys. I mean, is there anything else that we want to just talk through? I think we've gone through the season where we're up to at the moment. You know, we're all positive. I think it's it's a good season. You know, the youngsters have got another season of the belt and, you know, we've... Um, and it's certainly been enjoyable and it you know, it's by far over. It's not even until August yet. So, mm-hmm. is there anything else, George, that you want to, to discuss before we uh, say goodnight to the listeners? And just like a, a really quick um, sort of shout out to the thirds and, and fourths. Um, the thirds uh, are doing extremely well this year. They're in the top three and pushing for uh, promotion into the top division, I think, if I understand how the leagues are set up this year. Uh, but I think that they're doing really well. So if they can have some big performances in the next few games, hopefully they can they can move into that, into uh, the next into the next division and the fourth team which I would say is of the maybe slightly younger players who were sort of just finding the way in cricket and developing they're doing really well too you know they've won uh, they've won a few games this year under um, Roger Watson and uh, Shabazz uh, who's captain uh, and again they're learning they're learning the game they're learning to play and they've, and they've done really well and they've had some really good performances so hopefully they'll keep going and they'll keep progressing um, and that's uh, and that's that's it from looking oh, at It's a great point, John, and we're probably remiss in not mentioning it a little bit more. But I, I think towards the end of the season, we'll invite our our head of everything and our guru Stan to come on. But the pro, you know, but the what the the juniors are doing. I know we've got the. I think we've got about the under three bears now. Um, we've got that many junior sides, but it progresses and it comes through to the fourth team. And then the third team and the people, the work that those people do is just fantastic. And it's, 
you know, it's it's sometimes only seen when they get players get to the first team. So no, a big thank you oh, to all the one more thing to add, Jess. Okay, Joe. So um obviously the club is uh really uh built on its junior section, you know, you know, the players that have come through, uh all the supporting people on the committees and and that kind of thing, uh too are, are also really valuable. Um we're also always open for um you know, if any of the listeners want to come and support the junior section, they can always come and watch the games. But if they want to do any bits of coaching or they want to come and help, then we're also open um, for that too. If they want to, uh, you know, learn under some uh, fantastic coaches in, you know, Stan and Paddy and Francois and, and Nigel, Nigel, our head coach, um, there's that too. So if you want to get involved in a, in a different way that's, you know, maybe a little atypical, uh, that's not, you know, maybe painting the the stones on the side or um, or cutting the grass, and you might want to, you know, try something slightly different. We're also open for for that. Yeah, fantastic point, Joe. And you know, even if your kids aren't playing down there, then you know, feel free to to come and join in. Or if you're listening and you're not sure whether you should bring your children down, then please come down and see Stan. It is it is a great setup and. Uh, and it bodes well for the future and, and for the whole community in the area. So thanks very much for that, Joe. Gary, anything you want to finish off before you, you go back to the sun? Yeah. Um, no, I'm good. Thanks, Jez. I mean, it's been great catch up and uh, good to hear, um, um, like I say, a bit more insight on some of the games and I had second to doing in the in the, the other junior side. So, uh, yeah, no, thanks for that. Brilliant, Gary. Thanks very much for joining us uh, as again. We really appreciate this and the catch ups, we, you know, we... We miss you when you're not here and we'll hopefully meet up again real soon. So thanks very much for doing that, Gary. And, and Joe, thanks for joining in again. I know you've been under a bit of pressure because of we're firing the questions at you, but what the spectators want, they, 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 they like you being under a bit of pressure. Um, so everyone, thanks ever so much for listening. We will be looking at putting out probably another two podcasts before the end of the season, then a final season wrap-up, and then we'll look at some special guests through the winter to get us over that century mark of podcast. We are planning to have a special podcast for the 100th, so please keep posted. Keep following on Twitter and Instagram and keep looking at the website. If you follow and like the episodes, then then fantastic. You'll get them sooner. And thanks to the sponsors, which will no doubt be added on at the end. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch up real soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.